0: oamnetwork.com power to the podcast
1: And welcome to episode 90 of the Bike Nerds Podcast. I'm actually uh, sitting in a hotel room in Barcelona, Spain, at the moment. Uh, I should have gone to bed about an hour ago, but uh, I just had to get this week's episode put together so that you all would not miss uh, an amazing talk between Sarah and her guest, Brittany Thornton. I'm really sorry I couldn't join uh, Sarah and Brittany for the conversation, but I've been traveling for about a week uh, getting people ready for for uh, a People for Bikes study tour that we're holding in Sevilla and Barcelona, Spain this week. I've got 30 thought leaders, decision makers, doers who are working in cities across the U.S. here this week to uh, learn about and be inspired by uh, the work that's happening here in these two Spanish cities uh, around getting more people using bikes. And uh, we're really excited about the, the work that's happening here Uh, Sarah and I actually got to see each other uh, a few days ago. We were both in Nashville for the National Complete Streets Coalition Intersections Conference. Um, She and I were, uh, were hanging out there a little while together. We had dinner a couple nights. It was a super great time. We obviously tried to record while we were there. We wanted to sort of be together and do an episode in person, but the technology uh, wizards uh, amongst us uh, couldn't get uh, all of our our technology to work properly and so i apologize that uh um that sarah and i weren't together but sometimes that's just the way life goes and uh, so this week you get to uh, dig into an old school bike nerds podcast episode live guest uh questions happening uh it's really great i just love just listened to it um, and uh, I can't wait to have uh, Brittany back on the show, so uh, so I can follow up some questions uh, with her that, that I have, and I learned so much about Orange Mound, and I learned much so much more about Brittany and her organization, Juice Orange Mound. Uh, hope you all have a great time. Uh, we'll be back soon, Sarah and I, both together, to bring you episode ninety-one. So uh, until then, hasta luego.
0: For over 25 years, Bike Fixation has been designing and manufacturing bicycle parking and infrastructure products to help cities, neighborhoods, businesses, and schools become more bike-friendly. Bike Fixation has collaborated with architects, city planners, and transportation engineers to ensure their products are some of the most durable, innovative, and intuitive infrastructure products around. And for as long as Bike Fixation has been making their products in Madison, Wisconsin, they've been standing shoulder to shoulder with many of the Bike Nerds guests in supporting efforts to make bicycling more safe, more accessible, and more fun. Why? Because Bike Fixation believes a better world includes more bikes. To stay up to date on what Bike Fixation is doing for bike parking and infrastructure, visit BikeFixation.com slash Bike Nerds. And now we're back with the Bike Nerds Podcast. Hey, Brittany. Welcome to the Bike Nerds Podcast. Hey. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm so glad that you're able to join. I think I mentioned this when I called and extended this invitation as I'm particularly excited. Last week, we interviewed Dwayne Jones, who mm-hmm. has at least one similarity with you, is that you're both proud Orange Mound residents. and. Absolutely. I thought it would be really great to have you on to share a perspective of um, the younger generation of Orange Mound residents and sort of a perspective from Dwayne, who I don't want to call out his age, but is older. <laughs> um, and so I appreciate you kind of taking time to to be on.
2: Absolutely. I'm excited. I love these um, opportunities. So um, I can talk about Juice all day. So I, <laughs> I look so forward to it.
0: Before we get to Juice, I'd love to know, what's your story, you know, born and raised in Orange Mound did you travel anywhere if there's like an elevator speech on speech on Brittany Thornton what would that be
2: so this is going to be an elevator speech to like the 26th floor so just get ready (laughs) I'm ready (laughs) Uh, so yeah I am I am from Memphis I'm a first generation Memphian and so um I went to Public school all the way up into fifth grade, and my mom pulled me out <laughs> without, you know, any input from me, and put me in a private school. And so that was like a really big moment for me. um Having it was my first real experience being in predominantly white spaces. And so, you know, I would commute to my private school during the day, come home to my predominantly black community at night or in the evenings, and it just created a, a really interesting dynamic. Um, that I still um, actually find useful in the work that I do now. So um went to Harding, did real well, um, graduated top of my class and went on to Baylor University. Um, graduated from Baylor and lived a year abroad in Thailand teaching, living, you know, some of the best years of my life, well, the best year of my life. <laughs> Um, and then came back to finish off grad school at the University of Pennsylvania. And so I found my way back home through Teach for America. They bought me home. I made it very clear that I wanted to stay in Philadelphia. And so it was a a real big jump for me. Um, but once I came home, I was just like in love again the new developments in the city just really got me excited and so those are my first years as an adult in Memphis and so it just it really was just a nice transition to come back and just to have like this like new Memphis like exploration that I still am on um and so it's been good so I taught with middle school for three years. And um, my third year was like a a big year. I was like, hey, my degrees are in social work, but I'm about to become a school leader. (laughs) So what's going on? (laughs) So I um, I had some ideas and just jumped out and um, incorporated juice. And so um, six months later, I was accepted into law school. And so I was like, hey, I'm gonna go to law school. And so here I am, what um this is April. I withdrew from law school. And so tomorrow I'm announcing my candidacy for city council. So it's what? just a I know yes. that's a
0: little <laughs>
2: <laughs> So I'm just, you know, I'm I'm really riding this wave and it's good.
0: That's fantastic. That's a fantastic elevator speech as well. Hey. So okay. what was your are you able to kind of and I'm sure because you're I think your brain works this way is your perspectives of memphis growing up kind of living this you know kind of maybe coded or sort of double life between harding and orange mound to now you know what 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 did memphis feel like when you returned was it what you expected
2: Hmm. yeah so people ask me all the time like why did you start this organization or what led you to start it and it was like real frustration um when I came so when I was growing up my god sisters used to live in Cooper Young mm-hmm. and so um you know like I I was very familiar with that area And, you know, had a real sense for like what the community was about. And so when I came back home, um, you know, with Teach for America, a lot of my friends were living like downtown, out east or in Cooper Young. And so I would be in Cooper Young a lot. And I was really struck by all of the development, you know, like I'm like, dang, like this community has like did a real 180. And so um, it just it got me excited for the city. But then when I went home And I was like, okay, well, Cooper Young, just across the bridge, like they're like, they're booming. Like, let's see, you know, what's in my community. And so I'm like riding around, you know, doing a real survey of the community. And I'm like, wow, like it didn't come across the bridge. And so um, that just got me to thinking, I think that being a social worker really allows me to think um, more critically and deeply about the things that I see. And so the frustration piece was just in seeing like a real like social injustice that is in the development in the city. You know, like it's it seems to be heavily focused in predominantly white spaces mm-hmm. or soon to be predominantly white spaces. Um and so my community, Orange Mount, is the oldest African American community in the city of Memphis. Um at one point it was the second largest com- black community behind Harlem. And so um you know, that's not just Memphis history. That's not just Southern history. That's national history that I feel like my community has. And so to not be on the priority list, it just didn't really make sense to me. So um, Juice is really, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a kick in the butt to the city to say, you know, we don't have to wait on you to validate us. We can validate ourselves. And so we're going to do this one project at a time until we become sexy enough for you to to help us continue on this, this journey forward.
0: And so what is the work that Juice Orange Bound does? And how long have y'all been a, around?
2: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy you, like, asked that question. So we were incorporated December 2016. And so we crossed our year mark, which was very exciting. And we're, like, you know, a couple months into year two. And so it's amazing because people call me all the time. They're telling me what Juice needs to do, what we need to pursue. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, like, baby steps <laughs> You know, like, it definitely um, is Um, seemingly like a a breath of fresh air for a lot of people. And so Juice, we've created the homegrown funding source in Orange Mound. So what we do is we organize quarterly campuses and we um, send out volunteers to meet the great people of Orange Mound at their doorsteps to collect their spare change they give. And that money is pooled and used to fund community-based projects. And and so we we don't, you know, focus on any one like age group, any one like you know, type of project, we look at the community as a whole. Like, what is it that the community could benefit from? So our first project was a uniform drive. We got all three of our, all four of our schools, $300 at the beginning of this school year um, for the purchase of uniforms. We brought the first five K to Orange Mound. I mean over hundred twenty seven years and we've never had a five K. <laughs> and so I was like, Man, no, no, no. <laughs> we can you do know? better than that. <laughs> I know, seriously. I, I feel like every time I'm driving in the right season, I'm like having to make some type of detour for someone's five K. I'm like, Yeah, y'all are gonna do that in Orange Mound too. Um, and then we uh this year, I mean we have just really just um found our like our groove. We um are in the current, you know, stage of finalizing a street banner beautification project. So we want to get street banners installed. Um, we, we have partnered with Impact America to bring, you know, free tax prep to the community. This cool bike share program is <laughs> one of our connections. Um, we also, you know, partner with Cigna to do the health fair. And there's just a number of other projects that have lined up for this year. So we're really excited um, to touch, you know, on many different like parts of like Orange Mound Life and to help, give it a boost and, and stimulate it so it can um continue to be developed.
0: How have Orange Mound residents reacted or whether positively or negatively with this new organization? I think historic neighborhoods like Orange Mound, you know, also have a history of neighborhood leaders, whether mm-hmm. good, bad, or deeply rooted to a certain block, how have you navigated the fact that you guys are such a strong historic and proud community?
2: Yeah, you know, that's a, okay, so that's a, you don't even understand how good of a question that is, So is. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to really, like, go deep into this one. So um, I did not graduate from Melrose High School. Um, Dwayne did, and um, so many other people so from the community. So can you kind of
0: explain for our listeners, like, what that means from your perspective yeah. that you didn't graduate from Melrose and Orange Mound?
2: It's like being an albino, like, <laughs> person. Like, I feel, I feel like you, like your part is like being, I'm at the family reunion. Clearly this is my family, but you know, I'm a vinyl. So there's like a stark difference for me. And so it's like, I belong, but then I'm different. <laughs> and so when it comes to Orange Mound, like, you know, this is my community. Like no one can take that away from me. Um, but I don't have that like finishing touch of being an alumni of the neighborhood high school, which to Orange Mound, people say Orange Mound is Melrose. Melrose is Orange Mound. and so. Um, That in and of itself, um, I think, distinguishes me, but also like creates for some people initial like tensions that, you know. Oh, fortunately, again, thank the Lord for this social work background because it helps me out a lot, you know, in conversations, just being able to have difficult conversations with people and just to lean into like uncomfortable spaces. Like I've always been someone who is like quick to name elephants, and so when I sense people's reservation to like readily like accept me or maybe be you know, accepting of juice, then I, I usually like name that like that tension there. You know, like my mom chose not to send me to a failing public school. And that was a decision that I feel for her that she had to make, right? And so of course I didn't have any, you know, say so in that at that time. She just wanted her child to go and have the best education possible. And so it by no means was that an easy decision for her. You know, it had a lot of financial um ramifications for her. Um I still have not asked her like if she's done paying for my high school education. And so, um, you know, she made a tough decision and it worked out, um, very well in my case. I'm grateful. Um, but I also realized that, you know, being affiliated with the university puts you in um a company of people who have like such a deep passion and such a close, I mean, not close, but a very close network of people who really, really love Orange Mound and really, really love Melrose. So, um, I think that that's one of the tougher conversations that I have to have. But on the flip side of that, um, the Orange Mound is not the same that it used to be. Like when people um, talk about the Orange Mound that they love, like Orange Mound today is very different. And so that's one of the reasons why I felt like juice could be something that could be successful. When I was going to community meetings, one thing I noted, um, and this is something to be noted, I was on the ground for three years before I ever started juice. So this just wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to wake up and start an Like I had been fully immersed in current, you know, active organizations in Orange Mound, serving on, um, you know, leadership teams, really really as a secretary, because I was the youngest person at every meeting. And so I brought my computer and I was, you know, found to be useful in taking notes. And so I've been taking minutes for Orange Mound for like a good strong four years. And so, um, yeah, so when, when I came back and I saw that, Um, Most of the leadership didn't live in the community. And so I was like, wow, you know, like a lot of the things that we come to these meetings to talk about, like those the people who are living that out and that are, are actively playing a part in those like, you know, the drugs, the prostitution the, you know, joblessness, the homelessness, none of those people were in the meetings. And so I was like, I want to start an organization that just focuses on current residents of Orange Mound. So that's one thing that Juice is like really focused on. Like We want to work with um, current residents, people who um, are living out the issues, and we can develop and resource and help to resolve some of the issues that we're having in Orange Mound. Cause we have a number of issues, you know, with the pride, there's also like the reality of today. And so it's a hard balancing act. but I think that juice is here um, to try and strike a really nice balance with that.
0: Yeah, that was actually a good segue into my next question is I attended one of your monthly juice meetings at melrose right. high And it was
2: April 16th now. (laughs) There you go.
0: April 16th. The next one. Follow Juice on Facebook. (laughs) Um, And I thought that you did a really great and beautiful job about like kind of immediately calling out that it's really great that there's, you know, 40 people in a cafeteria in Orange Mound. But the majority of the people here are leaders of organizations who do good work or aspiring to do good work. But there weren't a lot of residents how is that as a as a you know the leader of Orange Mound managing you know people that want to do good work in Orange Mound but maybe don't have kind of the tools or the understanding or any of the lived experiences to truly connect with residents but still are you know providing services that residents could find you know useful and empowering and create a level of of mobility how how do you manage that sort of wanting residents involved but also you know i assume having folks like explore bikes you're knocking on your door being like hey like we want to connect with orange mound we don't know how to do it
2: yeah so we we have done one thing when it comes to the the monthly meetings and that's just be consistent like in my mind from the very first like what february 2017 the first monthly meeting that i held i just told myself i said hey and once a month, I'm going to show up, having you know invited people to do the same, and we're just going to go from there and So we actually crossed the fifty mark at that last meeting, and I was very excited about that when I think about it again, putting on my social justice hat, I think most of the people in that space were service providers, most of the people in that space were privileged people right, right. and so I actually love the idea of at the beginning of this movement, and in my mind, it is a movement um because we're doing something that hasn't been done in the city. And to my knowledge, you know, you know, I just haven't received any other information about someone in the world, like doing a model like this, where um, you are mobilizing a disenfranchised community in this way. And so I love the sacrifice of the, the community partners and the service providers. And I want to see that group of people like really come together and be consistent in wrapping around the people of Orange Mound, even before the people of Orange Mound realize that they are, you know, in need of this wraparound service, you know, um, being or living poverty, it creates a whole different mindset. And so I'll never condemn someone for not valuing coming to monthly meetings. I will never, you know, um, speak down down on someone or chastise anyone for what they don't do when they're living out poverty, because that's a full-time commitment. And so Juice is going to pick up, you know, the heavy burden of going to the people, making ourselves like, you know, very much so like open and, you know, very, very warm and, and inviting of people to come out just to try this new thing of being an engaged resident. Because people... You know, when you go back to your community, if you get the memo or if you get the the newsletter, if you get the, the memorandum that there's something for you to act on as a engaged community member in your nice community, you probably like respond to it. But in Orange Mound, there are no updates. Right. Things are happening. Kroger is closing. Um, Lam- uh, what is it? Um, Family Dollar is popping up. You got a wood stack company on your prime real estate of Park Avenue and nobody asked you for your input. And so there's a whole different culture in Orange Mound where, you know, things that you would expect and hope. Would be the way that a community would be run and just would be the norms. Those aren't the norms. And so we can't expect people um, to, at the beginning, just be like, oh, Juice is here with these monthly meetings and we can come out and we can meet people and we can resource and network. You know, like that just isn't a priority for people. And so we've been um, building up our name and being very intentional about you know, making this a trust organization so that as people hear about juice, see juice, like making a very visible campaign that they then have a peak interest to try juice. And I say try because, you know, just because maybe at the next meeting you see an increase in, in residents, that doesn't guarantee that that following meeting all those people will be invested to come back. And so it's a it's a continual like, you know, love dance that we're doing to try and, um have people like really fall in love with the work of JUICE and see themselves in it. So um, practically speaking, I'm very excited about a new partnership we're having with New Memphis, Memphis Institute. The fellows um, chose JUICE as um, their project. So we have a team of five dedicated folks to this um, idea that I've been preaching. I mean, I know people who've been coming to the the JUICE Venus for a long time. They've heard me talking about the Orange Mound Street Assembly. And so that is our assembly of residents. It's one resident per street coming together. It's a dream that I will not stop talking about until it's realized. Because I believe very heavily in it, and so the fellows—that's their—that's their project. So for the next six months, they will use all of their expertise, all their resources, all of their knowledge um, to be able to form that group. And so I'm very excited, um, and yeah, I I know that it's going to be something that you know within the six, six next six months we'll see um, actually start to form. So get excited, keep coming, and you know really keep track of like how wow, like you know the April meeting there were more. Residents, that's really cool, and so I just hope that all of the community partners and service providers they continue to come. And I and I know that once they're more residents, then they'll see more benefit in coming. So I think that juice meetings are going to be a really nice um, showing. And so, the ultimate goal is for us to bring power to the people of Orange Mount. I want people to realize that you know, maybe as um, a single parent mother who's you know struggling to find like all the resources I need, I'm not powerful to myself. But when I go to this juice meeting and I link up with other people who are just as normal as I I am living out this orange mound life, like there's something powerful about us coming together and oh, these people, they really want, you know, us. And so I I hope to, for them to build an ego for themselves that is just really unstoppable. So, um, I'm excited. I think that that's going to be a powerhouse group of people and I look forward to being their biggest cheerleader.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, have been really impressed. My, you know, a lot of my background is community engagement, and I've attended you know ad nauseum conferences that that talk about think more of a hypothetical conversation about you know meeting residents where they are, whether you're in that neighborhood or you're coming to the neighborhood because you want to kind of help revitalize um a zip code. But no one really talks about exactly what it means to truly meet someone where where they are, because I think to meet someone where they're where they are you, I think, have to check yourself. You have to take away some of the power or the leadership that that you have created for yourself and really check your, your privilege. And I think the work that Juice is doing from an outsider um, is kind of really powerful because you're meeting residents exactly where they are. Um, you're not making assumptions about what they need or, you know, I imagine that, you know, y'all are pivoting and flexible and things will change as residents kind of react that you know, a certain format may feel uncomfortable or intimidating or a certain format like is ac- absolutely what they've been looking for. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how, or- how Orange Mountain Juice kind of continues to grow. Yeah. And you also brought up a-, a really great point, I think, in one of our conversations as well is a focus on intergenerational relationship building. How are mm-hmm. you working towards that um, through Juice? Yeah. Look,
2: Sarah, like you are... <laughs> Our interviewer right here. <laughs> um, so you're, you're touching on all the topics that I, I'm starting to really, really um, give more thought to. So I'm a millennial, right? And so people automatically ascribe certain, you know, characteristics, intents, and like really make strong projections onto me. And so one of the ones that I find to be like kind of slightly humorous because if you know me, you know it's not true. Is that as a millennial I'm anti like elder (laughs) and I'm like no that's not true (laughs) that's just not true so just a little bit of background so I um have over a thousand documented volunteer hours at the VA hospital like when I was in my my teens I was spending all of my summers at the VA and so like I developed a strong passion and love for seniors like during that time like just like being with the veterans and like hearing their stories and like just being the youngest thing walking around, you know, the hospital, it was just really cool. And so, um, I love seniors. And so recently, I guess when you talk about how juice is living that, um, intergenerational intent out, we, um, with the street banner project, we know that our seniors aren't as a whole, you know, we have a really strong senior community. You can go to our senior citizen center and, and midday, it's popping. Like, there is so much, like, energy and, and liveliness in that space. Um, they're one of our biggest assets as a community. And so... I know that like, you know, I think the center closes close to like four, maybe five. And so our juice meeting started at six. And so a lot of the seniors aren't really able to engage. Now, we do meet our seniors a lot when we're canvassing going door to door. And they've been so generous with giving their spirit change. But outside of that, you know, attending most of these events, like we haven't seen a very strong senior presence um, outside of like our our active like senior leaders. And so we took the project to the seniors at the senior citizen center shout out to Mr. Derek Haywood, the new interim, um, director at the senior citizen. He's sick. This is like a tongue twister senior citizen center. Um, he was very like gracious and allowed us to come in and present to the seniors. And so, um, they loved it, you know, like we gave the initial pitch, they asked some questions, they gave us feedback on what they thought about the banners, which we incorporated, and we'll be making some final edits to our banner designs um, with their input in mind. And then we had, um, we made a new, Juice made a new senior friend. So if you remember from the meeting, Mr. James um, Stout, he is a resident on Carrington Street, and he, um, he was connected through Juice through one of our canvassing. Well, he just turned 80 years old, and he turns out to be a musician and so he has created the theme song of juice it's called headed to the top it's amazing. you can look it up. Yeah, yeah oh my gosh it's like such happy music and so he came out and he performed you know live for the seniors and we were just all up dancing and like it was just a really really good time and so um i'm i'm going to start to think um, about how We can make that an ongoing like um touch point with them you know taking juice to the seniors to make sure that they are aware so maybe with every project um having a trip back to the community center so that they can give their input on the project i think that that's something that's very practical but juice definitely wants to mend the generation the generations i think that that's our strength like right now we're having trouble with um, really understanding our youth. And then we have these seniors who really understand like Orange Mound and, you know, what they want um, for the future of Orange Mound. And so I think that just black culture is one that lends itself to respecting its elders. And so as our elders, you know, um, are aging and um, are giving us the best of, you know, their latter years, we really need to engage them. So I want us to be real intentional, especially these next, you know, two, five years, 10 years to really, really make sure that we capture all of the goodness that our seniors have to give um, and give them every opportunity. Like seeing Mr. James, like singing again like he hasn't performed in a while and so like you should have just saw him he was just so alive and to know that he's a current resident who you know just is here at the community center jamming out doing what he loves you know seeing these people being you know edified again that he still has something to give and he just turned 80 like it was just it was a really like moment like momentous moment and so Um, I'm excited. I love it. I think that that that's going to be something that Orange Mound um, will be able to brand itself for being a leader in like this intergenerational work. That's like that's our thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you also see um, an opportunity and I'm sure you probably already thought about this about, you know, everyone's using the words retention and recruitment around Memphis. You know, how do we make sure that our youth who is now graduating college or a master's program or just got their welder certificate, you know, are choosing to really stay in Memphis and preferably in our urban core and not move out to the suburbs or not find a job, um, you know, at another city in the US and also, you know, how are we recruiting individuals kind of back to Memphis to help us with economic development? Do you see that there's like a kind of microcosm of that for Orange Mound, encouraging, you know, the other Brittany Thorntons of the world to come back to Orange Mound, start roots there, um, and also, you know, encouraging folks that are growing up right now in the um, neighborhood, you know, to stay
2: and continue to reinvest? You know, I think about that um, when I moved back. I told you that my friends, like I came in on this new Memphis wave, right? So I was like a, a new Memphis native recruit. Mm-hmm. And so I came back, you know, I was a part of forums where people were asking, like, oh, I'm moving to Memphis. Like, where should I stay? And they were, you know, explicitly downtown Cooper Young or Midtown and then East Memphis. And so Orange Mound wasn't a part of that conversation. You know, I got upset about that. I pushed back. But when I got here, I realized that the housing stock doesn't lend itself to, you know, capturing mm-hmm. young myself who want comparable living. Now, yes, there are some homes that I could probably access that are de- definitely just gonna be beneath me. Like I feel like with two degrees, like I I don't want to just have the peak of my life be complete suffering. You know, right. like I don't want to only have to be able to be like, Sarah, can I come to your house? You know, Sarah, can I do this at your house? Like I want to be able to have reciprocal relationships with my friends where I feel confident and, you know, comfortable inviting people into my space and so orange mound four years ago didn't offer that to me so fortunately my mom was able to find a place in bethel grove which used to be um called as i'm told the suburbs of orange mound and so um i'm close as close as i possibly get to get to home um and i just purchased some lots to be able to build my home but i think that that's something that orange mound is going to have to think about we have talent so much talent that we have produced Um, whether from Melrose or from the Orange Mile community as a whole, um, that we aren't able to recapture because we don't have a housing like stock that is of the level that it needs to be to be able to, you know, get our recent college graduates. I think about Javante, like he's graduating in May from UT Knox. And I'm like, okay, so if he moves home, is he going to have to stay in his home house? Because my first year back home, I did stay in my home Mm -hmm. house. A two-bedroom house with five people, and so like that, that that wasn't going to be something that was going to be sustainable. And so we need to we need to think about that. And I think that that is one of the major barriers because once people get to come back into the community that already love the community, they're going to help out a whole lot. But When you are fully immersed in a whole different community, like you just naturally are going to engage that community, and so we we get the leftover time that people have to give back to this thing that they love in Orange Mound. When we could definitely like reap the benefits of having them fully planted, fully immersed, fully passionate, fully you know entrenched if they could just live in the community. So that's something for us to think about. I'm a board member on the C D C and so I continue to like push housing as one of our top priorities. And we are definitely um moving closer towards that 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 shift, but that takes time. And so anyone who's listening who is more, you know, equipped to be able to help us do that, then feel free to come on and, you know, help us get the houses and um the community base that we need. And not only new houses, you know, like our houses are so aged. You know, I think about our seniors. Um, There are a lot of houses that are in real horrible condition. So we need, we need renovation. And looking at Cooper Young, you know, those homes, I go into Cooper Young homes. First of all, I see listings that are like $300,000. And I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> because I know, you know, back when I was in high school, that was not the case. And so they, you know, they didn't deconstruct and reconstruct. Like they definitely just renovated. And so um, I feel like the homes that we have that can be done in the same. So we just need a little bit more help, a little more concentrated effort. And so I'm I'm hopeful that that is coming soon to Orange Mound.
0: Yeah, it really is interesting um, to look at, you know, Cooper Young and Orange Mountain separated by, Train tracks and how you know not only all of this sort of you know systemic you know racism and red line and all of that, but you know today just the the disparity in kind of housing prices and what people are getting per square foot is like so layered and so mind boggling I'm not smart enough to like um really think articulate all of what it means, but it's pretty fascinating and also kind of a shame for orange mound and all the perceptions that or the reason why I think Cooper Young has that sort of higher, higher price point. Um, Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure I get you to church. I got two final questions. Okay. First final question. What is next for juice orange mound, whether it's today or five years or 10 years?
2: Okay. Uh, You, you said it like you were going to get both questions. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's my Um, my communication
0: style. Mistake. (laughs)
2: I love it. Um. So, so year one was just a year of just putting it out there. Hey, guys, we think this is a good idea. So it seems like people are pretty um on board with the idea. We have about fifteen hundred followers on Facebook. The goal is two thousand by December thirty first of twenty eighteen. So everybody who's listening right now you know, open up a new tab and go ahead and like our Facebook page. So that's a quick plug. Um, year two for us is just realizing that, you know, our our original like um, envisioning of the or- organization, like we've kind of already outgrown. And so we are in a restructuring phase where we're going to roll out a whole new like juice <laughs> vision. And so um, that's going to look more higher level so we are going to look some of our strengths that we we didn't realize that we had is in um being community brokers and so we want to really explore that there's so many resources in memphis and even though we're you know one of the most impoverished cities like we're one of, also one of the most philanthropic cities so ironically you know so many people don't have money but then here so many people do have money and so we know that there's so many resources that are not connected to Orange Mound, and so Juice is really good at going out, finding the resources, and bringing them back to the community. One of the best examples of that is this um, partnership with Impact America. And so, both, you know, I know people like myself included, which is this is horrible. I still need to get my taxes filed. And so, <laughs> me too. <laughs> you're in that category and you made less than $54,000 last year, please, please, please head on over to the Orange Mountain Community Center, get those taxes filed for free um, with some really great people. And so that partnership um, already has had over 200 um Preparations done. And so last year we had um, an organization that was doing it and they only did 30. And so um, I just think about that and how we are like really building strong connections with folks who are um, having a great impact. So you'll definitely see more of that. Um, hopefully, soon, once these banners are up, you'll see. Uh, a- a really strong beautification project, which will help make people feel warm and fuzzy about the community, um, even more so than they already do. And um, yeah, I think that the future is bright for Juice, um, and you should you should expect to see more from us.
0: I can't wait. And so the big news, Brittany, I love that there was like a huge announcement at the beginning of this conversation. You're <laughs> running for city council. Yeah, yeah, know yeah. Brittany, go. So what's your platform? <laughs> what's the deal? Yeah. So,
2: you know, this is an early announcement, but um, Mary Hampton just opened up the 2019 Can of Worms. And so my dad always says to me, you know, strike when the iron is hot. And so this isn't by no means, you know, like I woke up this morning saying I wanted to run for city council. This is something <laughs> I've known that I've wanted to do. Um, And so I'm going to announce tomorrow and I'm very excited And so when you talk about platform, it's funny. This morning I woke up thinking about that. And so my platform won't be announced until 2019, but my development of my platform will go um, on all the way up until that point. And so before, um, before ever really saying, I feel is going to be my role in leading the district, I want to learn the district. And so I'm going to go on a pretty heavy and intensive Explore D4 campaign. Um, I've already mapped out all of, um, I've created, you know, zones personally for me um, in accordance with the map, And so I plan on like really reaching out to existing organizations, like getting a better understanding um, of what's going on in the district. So, you know, my focus has been heavily on Orange Mound, but I have come to realize that there's so many other communities who are struggling in ways that Orange Mound is within the district. And so interestingly, the pocket of prosperity in in district four is Cooper Young. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at it, the real, the the real stark differences there with race and class. Class and so um, really wanting to make that um, prosperity more um, equitable across the district and so that's definitely one of my focuses. So a social justice lens, a development lens, um, education. I was an educator, so that'll always be a top priority for me. Um, so those can be things that you can expect to hear in the finalized platform. But um, it's a it's a lot of what you see me already doing, just spread out, you know, in in more. Regions and so um i'm excited i'm I, I think that district four is um underestimated and uh, and definitely undervalued, and so I'm excited to bring some pride to, to this district,
0: yeah, I'm excited for you that's big that's super cool well, as we wrap up, do you how do would individuals find juice on social media or web or are there any, any personal kind of shout outs for Brittany that you'd like to close out?
2: Just yeah. Yeah, no, this has been a really good time. I really appreciate you. Um, So Juice, I mean, social media is our thing. I love Facebook. I spend too much time on Facebook. And so um, definitely check out our Facebook page. It's um, definitely alive and very active. And so you can get, you know, fresh updates from Juice if you really just want to hear from us like (laughs) on a regular basis. you can uh, look me up on Facebook if you wanna continue a conversation or drop an inbox in the juice inbox. Um I'm definitely um open in this, you know, phase of my life to just meeting and learning about people. So if you're listening and you're like, wow, I just wanna like connect or You know, hear more about her story, love that. Or if you like, oh, I think that I could actually help her um, in the work that she's doing in the community, love that. You know, like definitely um, I'm open to everyone doing something that connects them with the organization um, after this conversation. Um, And I appreciate you for giving us this this opportunity. Um, Just to segue into like a personal plug, um, there is a page called, it's okay, so it's called 21 Salvage, not savage, but, but it is a play on words um, if you find that page, that's going to turn into my campaign page. And so by tomorrow, that'll be something that looks more Brittany Thornton for city council ish. And so, um, definitely like that page as well and support the, the campaign. Um, I'll be listing the goals that I have for the rest of 2018. So if you feel like you can support, then I would greatly appreciate that and, um, just get excited. I mean, get excited both for, um, Orange Mound and for the city of Memphis. I think that there are really, really great things coming. And so if you're not in Memphis right now, what are you waiting for? You need to come on back. (laughs) There you go. I I, um, I continue to be completely enamored with my city and I, um, I'm very proud. I'm proud to, to be able to be one of many ambassadors helping to make our, our city even better.
0: Absolutely. I'm proud to know you and I'm super proud to live in Memphis. So thanks so much. This was so fantastic. I now have like a thousand other questions, so I'm sure you'll get a invite from Kyle and I again soon. So thanks so much for joining.
2: All right. Thank you. I'll see you soon.
1: The Bike Nerds Podcast is a joint production of The Bike Nerds, Sarah, and Kyle, and the OEM Network based in Memphis, Tennessee. For more information, visit theoemnetwork.com slash thebikenerds.
0: Want to nerd out more? Find us on the web at Nerdspodcast.com, on Twitter at The bike Nerds, and on Facebook, The Bike Nerds Podcast. Drop us a note or recommend another bike nerd to have on the show by sending us an email at thebikenerdspodcast at gmail.com.